What's up, Cole? What's up, man? So the 57 rip, that's a Heinz 57 rip? 57, yes. That's I probably what, if you would say 57, would you think Ken Harvey or would you think Heinz? <laughs> that's, I don't think of, yeah, I, I guess there are some linebackers with that name, but I'm not good with numbers. I never really? remember people. You don't attach, you, if I said to you who's number two, who would you say? Well, some of them are good, like Jeter is two, right? right? Who's 42? Is it Jackie Robinson or is it Jackie Mariano? Mariano? <laughs> Anyway, that's what I mean. Like, 23 is who? Uh, in my mind, it's Don Mattingly. Oh. Most people would probably say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah. I think most people would say Michael Jordan. But not me, son. Not that's me. That's crazy. Who would be your number eight? <sighs> See, I'm, I just can't think of. Wait. Cal Ripken. <laughs> but, um. And Kobe for me, too, a little bit. <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> I think number eight is um, is I think that was Yastrzemski, which is a pretty you know yeah. that's a Hall of Famer that people remember, and then Yogi Berra. Eight, oh, he's a great eight. My number seven was Mickey. Name Mano. A sing- yeah, you name a single digit number, you pretty much have uh, oh, a Yankee, except for number six. I don't think there's a number six. No one made that number popular. Oh, that's I don't the- think so. maybe Sanchez should take that. <laughs> Gary Sanchez, what an amazing What day. an amazing player. How did they get this guy? I don't even understand. The best comment the best comment I heard was somebody was like, So like the Yankees decided to rebuild and they got rid of uh Chapman and they got rid of Miller. Yeah. And like two weeks later they call these guys up and they're like, Only oh, the Yankees have a rebuild that lasts like forty eight hours and then they're rebuilt. Right. It's over. It's over. They had this over. guy who looks like A Rod, basically to me. I well, they, they have which who looks like A Rod? I think Gary Sanchez looks like a young A Rod. I'll have to look at him. Um, Body wise, not face and stuff, but like. But he's a catcher. Wow, he is. that's amazing. That is true. You like skinny? I don't know. Well, they have, remember when he they, first came in the league? He kind of looks like him before he yeah. like roided out of his mind. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly 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 well they have aaron hicks who's supposed to be good they have sanchez they have aaron judge who's aaron like a judge mo- wait maybe aaron judge is the guy i think looks like a young aaron girl. judge is like a giant that yeah plays right that's the guy i so, love aaron judge looks like a, he looks like a like game of thrones character he's yeah, so large I do yeah. Like but yeah but all of a sudden the yankees are like the I think they're the most fun team to watch right now. Yeah, well, it's any team that has a bunch of young players is fun. I mean, they're still not all that good. Like, no, no. And if you look at they, they still have to pay Jacoby Ellsbury, who's pretty terrible, for like five more years. So, wow. but, but I, are we seeing know. a team that can even make a run? Like, the only way they can win is outrun is win the division because all the hot teams are there. 
Yeah, I don't think they can do that. Yeah, I mean, I they look, they're, right. they're in the wild card chase right they now. Are. Good for them. But uh, So let's talk but, about, so what are you drinking tonight? Are you drinking oh, well, actually, in honor of the, uh, it's it's below 90. So in honor of the cold weather uh, and the rain coming, yeah. I bought some uh, I bought some Hofbrauhaus Dunkel, Colm. I'm Ooh, drinking. I've had that once. Before. I'm drinking a Dunkel. I, I'm. I had to say I'm a big fan of Dunkels, and it is a clear, uh, like hole in the in the uh, typical sort of American craft beer lineup. Like I never yeah. see Dunkels. Yeah, Occasionally you don't. you'll see a Schwartz beer, right? Like a black lager, but on like a black lager, I always think of as kind of like a porter, or a lager that tastes like a porter uh-huh. or a stout, and a Dunkel is like a lager that tastes sort of like a wheat beer. More like a, it's got like a little bit of a nutty taste to it, yeah, maybe a little sweet. So kind of like a brown ale, uh-huh. and I say that, but I don't like brown ales, and I like True. Dunkel. But You're like, right. there's it like like a brown ale, totally. I can taste that. It's it's almost like a toasty taste to it, but yeah. there is a little bit of that caramel sweetness that you get. Yeah, in you're a brown right. It's only it must be like once a year because it's very seasonal. I see it out like a Dunkin' Weiss or something like that. Yeah, and I don't even know what a Dunkel Weiss really is. I like. I like real. I like not real. I like plain Dunkel, which is, which is like I think it's actually, like Marzen is the typical Oktoberfest beer, right. but I, th- I think in some areas like Dunkel also comes out this time of year, right. and so yeah. Anyway, I'm not a huge Marzen fan. Like I don't love Oktoberfest beers. Don't get me wrong. If you hand me one, I will drink well, it. Well, that's but... why we only have them one month a year, basically. <laughs> Well, the beer store today, you would think that it was like Every there would day. be kids. No, you would think there would be kids trick-or-treating. It was just like it was pumpkins everywhere. And I have to say. I liked it when it was more niche, the pumpkin beer, by the way. I'm now not it's a, out of control. I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin beers. It's Colm. out of control. I just don't like them. I think part of the problem is um, I don't like the taste of pumpkin. Right. I like the taste of pumpkin pie. I love it. But I do not like the taste. I of do it. love pumpkin by Dogfish Head. By the way, that's mm. the only one I drink. If I do drink it anymore, yeah, it's like I don't really want a yellow squash beer. Right. You have so to. Why, now. Want a, why would I want a pumpkin? Any beer? party you go to for the next couple of months, it's all going to be like, "Oh, check out this pumpkin ale I got." That won't be an issue for me, Colm. I don't go to parties. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, I am finishing What are you summer. drinking, sir? Well, I'm finishing off summer the way it should be done with a Corona. Uh, Got to get your last Coronas <laughs> yeah. in. The Labor Day is the end. Before the tropical storm rolls tropical through. Storm, Hermione. Is, it, um, is the tropical storm named after the uh, the uh, character in... Um, I'm sure. Harry Potter? Harry Potter's I'm sure. uh, love interest. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. it? I assume that immediately. Yeah, well, I think it might be spelled differently, but you never okay, know. Okay, so let's talk about the NL East. Actually, Colm, yes. I would love to hear first yes. about your little family trip oh, to the stadium. where are we going? Totally forgot. With, uh, uh, I believe, did you take, um, you didn't take Darth Maul with you, did you? No. Who did you take with Kylo you? Kylo Ren. Oh, Kylo Ren. So he's up to date. So today, yeah. your son is up to date. Yeah. So he dressed up. No, actually, did he? We did went, he skip it? Yeah, it was. I don't know if you remember hearing the news, but it was like the hottest day of the year. Okay. <laughs> we're talking. So, it, we were a little vague. We're talking about the Star Wars night celebration yeah, uh, at August at the Nats 13th. Park. 
It was August 3rd. They do it once a year. This is the second year I've been – no, first year I've been, second year in a row – or second year they've done it. I and, believe um, I believe both years it was like the hottest, hottest day, day of the summer. Yes, both so happened. So if you want to go to the hottest day of the year in this area, go next year's All-Star well, Star Wars they, Day, which I highly recommend. And um, Maybe go, next year you should just go in Jedi robes and nothing else. No, they have – they are paying – professionals to be there to take pictures with you which That's i could amazing. not believe that like they're wearing chewbacca outfits stormtrooper outfits darth vader outfit. they must I, i'm surprised everyone survived how happy how happy was your son that i mean how happy was everyone when you walk in and they're just playing star wars music throughout the park when we showed up <laughs> immediately when doors open so it's like so exciting there's people dressed up everywhere special limited edition nats gear plus they oh here's a little quick i don't know if you saw the picture or anything but they gave out free t-shirts too oh that's amazing what so, were the t-shirts okay so you didn't see so now this will be a fun I, little game i did not there were four emoji star wars characters featured across the shirt and below was a Nats player's face who I guess they were saying represented that Star Wars character. So okay. I will tell you the Star Wars character and you tell me which national they like matched them up with. Okay. Are you ready? Luke Skywalker. Uh, young Luke or old Luke? Yeah, uh, like episode four Luke, the young guy. Bryce. <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. Are you ready? Because with the beard, with old bearded Luke, I could say it's worth. You could. But Chewbacca, I would say, is worth. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Han Solo. This was, uh, this is a hard one. This is the hardest mm, one. Are they going to do, like, Scherzer or Strasburg for Solo? I would have thought that. They did Anthony Rendon. Ooh, yes. Anthony Rendon. Okay. And last but not least, Yoda. Hmm. Well... Maybe Dusty Baker? <laughs> Dusty Baker. So I will take a picture of the shirt and send it to you. I can also probably put it in the post somewhere. Yeah, we'll have to that. put it up on the site. Um, so no representation for, well, I guess they probably got the shirts a while ago. I was going to say right. no representation for, for Ramos or Murphy. They're no. two best players this right. year. Yeah. No pitching representation at all. Right. Now, they and, had a ton uh, of gear, but they only had special limited edition gear at the main big shop. So I got a Nat slash R2-D2 hat, fitted hat, which I need to take a picture of and show you. And I was pretty <laughs> excited about it. They had a – it was – I got the blue version. There was also a red hat with a Stormtrooper slash Nats mashup oh, thing. For the bad guys. So not that – was amazing. Plus, during the game on the big, amazing screen, like when they had the players come up, instead of showing their player face, they had someone use Photoshop and put players' faces on Star Wars characters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, it was so themed. Like, all the music I mean, it sounds like they actually did work to do it. It wasn't just like, hey, it's Star Wars Day. Wear Star Wars gear. Right. It was like they did stuff. Yeah, like, even the presidents all came dressed up. They did cosplay and did their race, and it was like a whole, like... Basically, the Force Awakens done in a race. Was any of the presidents dressed like Slave Leia? <sighs> if only. I mean, <laughs> if, if only, only George Washington. Yeah. If only George Washington was in a metal bikini. Uh, only. Um, but I, it was amazing. Like I highly recommend anyone with a family. That's the date you should immediately buy tickets and circle. Yeah. Down so your son loved it. He was he like, we, baseball course, games are great. 
Oh, yeah. But the best thing is, like, it was around the fourth inning, and we were all, like, completely drenched. Like, it was so yeah. hot. And he, every, we stand up. It was the end of an inning, and we, like, had just, like, had a great inning. So everyone stands up, starts clapping, and he goes, Daddy, Daddy, is it over? Can we go? And I was like, <laughs> uh, it's the fourth inning. We're yeah. Yeah. Once once my daughter's done with the ice cream, she's kind of like, right. are we done here? I'm like, yeah. it's, the, it's the fourth inning, sweetie. It's like, yeah, I've seen enough baseball for today. So, right. so yeah, well, that's, love, glad, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll have to get some pictures up. Yeah. Um, Mostly gear to... pictures. I don't think I took many at the stadium. Yeah, there it weren't so a lot hot. of pictures. It was like. Yeah, you don't want to put those the pictures The best part, up. here's one, one last story, is I my sister came with me, which was awesome. Nice. Uh, she loves going to Nats games. She goes, She gets to go to Dodgers games, which I, I find amazing. Is anyway, she a Dodgers fan or is she I mean, a Nats fan? She's adopted she both. it. She's adopted. Yeah. But she, I think she likes the Nats more. But anyway, I go, get me a drink. It's so hot. I'm t- and I was taking Jacob around to get find him food or get him something. And then she comes back and she's holding two yards of margarita. And <laughs> I, I was like, I told you to give me a drink and this is what you come back with me? And so then I'm just sucking it down. By the time I got to the seat, I told her and I told my wife, I was like, I am hammered right well, now. Well, that's what happens when you send your Hollywood sister out to get you a drink. <laughs> Instead of coming back with a oh Bud Light or a beer, God. she brings you a yard of margarita. That's so, probably all they have at Dodger Stadium. Dodger no, no, this happened at yards. Star Wars no, Day. I know, but I'm saying that's probably all oh, they have there, so that's yeah. what she knows. So, yeah, I did, I did do the deal where I went upstairs and did the happy hour for the first hour I was there. Yeah. I did that, and then I thought I was going to get good beer, and finally she got me that yard thing, and I sucked it down. I couldn't even drink anymore for the rest of the game. <laughs> I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, this is a nightmare. Anyway, that is ridiculous. I saw a new picture. Who did you see, Cole? I saw Lopez that night for the first time. That was his. Was that the night Second that he pitched game. really well? That's yes. the game he pitched really well. He pitched. That's the so game where he didn't strike anybody out, no. but he he played really well, right? He really well. He was very impressive. I see. He's easily in our rotation, like a three, four, five, somewhere in that range, like easily. easily well, great. see, I mean, he pitched really well against the Braves twice, right. and I mean. Look, I think he's going to be really good. Uh, I don't know. I don't he know where. He looks like a big time pitcher, though. The way he yeah, he himself. looks good, and and Giolito doesn't look like he's there yet. Giolito's lost some velocity on the fastball, so who knows? I mean, it could just be he's tired. It's the end of the season, but they're both they're both promising young pitchers. I mean, I'm kind of glad that neither of them got traded because yeah. I'd like to see what they can do. It's exciting. It's like we were talking about before. We were talking about the, all these baby Yankees. Like, it's exciting to see these young players coming up and, and seeing what they can do. Like, for example, oh the God. new center fielder, who is who is incredible. Could you, could you ever have predicted this guy would be this incredible? Like, I joked with, remember on the show about him, like, when we first got him. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I think everybody knew he was going to be – exciting because he's so fast so fast that everybody knew he would be a good player because of that speed and his ability to hit the ball but he has way more power than i think anybody thought he hits the ball so well so well and i mean to come up here and start hitting like 340 in your first two months that's just incredible i don't think anybody could have seen that 34 runs scored which is so impressive for the amount of games how many games has he played in 
Not many. He's played not in many. Oh, I'll tell you right it now. Is 18 Look. stolen bases. He's played in 44 games. 44 games. So he's almost he's probably at a point eight runs yeah. a game type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's batting 344. I mean, I I knew I was like I've always hoped and like I'm almost more impressed with this debut than I was of Bryce's debut now. Yeah, I, I think I think he's looked better early. I mean, he nobody thinks he's going to be as good as Bryce. He right. doesn't have the ceiling. And when Bryce came up, you went, "Wow, I see what this guy can do." Not, I see what this guy is doing. Right. Turner, it's like I see what he is doing right now. Right. I mean, it's just it's incredible. And in basically 200 plate appearances in the majors this year. He's That's batting what's so impressive. I mean, he's basically played a third of the season, right? And he's batting three forty four. You know, he has some flaws, right? He he hasn't walked, right? And and he clearly yeah, but is that that has to be because he's young, right? He's not yeah, right. A lot of That's pitches. what I'm saying. Like some of these flaws, like okay, you can get him with I don't know away stuff, and he's still chasing breaking stuff. Right. It's fine. He's twenty three. Like those <laughs> are the things that players get better at. It's not like he didn't walk in the minors, so it's not like he has a terrible eye. He's just still getting used to major league pitching. And I'm sure there will be, you know, the, I guess my fear with him is that when you're in the playoffs, you face the best of the best in terms of pitchers. You're usually facing an ace or a number two starter most of the time, and they're going to know, uh, some of them are going to know how to play with a hitter like him, and he may chase a lot and he may look worse, but. I don't think he's going to look bad. I just think he may look worse than he is. He's just too good. He, he, I just, I'm amazed with him every time I see him play now. He's like, I'm more excited now to see him come up to the plate. See your favorite player on the team now? Right now he is. Yeah, I'm in love with him. <laughs> um, Are you going to get a Turner jersey? Oh, you know what? That is probably my number one. I'm not going to lie. But be a good one. since last time we talked... I mean, we've had a lot of changes in the area we were most concerned with. Yeah, well, the bullpen was the issue, and they, they've they addressed it, I think. 100%. You know, yeah, I mean, I think there's still a few things. I mean, the first thing we've talked about this before, like Oliver Perez could not, like he, he couldn't get anybody out, and he right. couldn't get lefties out. And so, so they went the and got uh, Zipchinski. Is and that, that how you officially say that? Uh, I'm not going to go on record, but um, <laughs> I, I mean, think that's the, a lot of Z's. I think the R is silent, so it's like Zep Zepchinski. I just can't handle when it's like consonant, consonant, consonant. Like I don't, I don't understand what to do. My brain stops working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a lot of. Yeah. It's a lot but of he, I mean, are you kidding me? He is the perfect situational left hander we could want right now. I love it. Yeah, and his numbers against lefties weren't great this year, but it's almost like just bad luck. Like, he's right. got a really high BABIP against them. He's traditionally very good against lefties, so I'm not I'm not really concerned about that. Right. And they needed somebody to get lefties out. I think they need another guy now. What, like the setup guy? No, another lefty. I think they... Oh, what about so if, Sammy Solis? If, well, Solis is hurt, so if he's if he comes back fine, then Solis is good against lefties. If not, they they may have to try like Sean Burnett, who oh, they picked right. up, or um, they also have Mac Race in the minors, who was up briefly last year and, right. and didn't look great 
last year against righties, but he did pretty good against lefties, and he's been incredible against left triple A lefties this year, right? So I mean, for whatever that's worth. So one of those two guys maybe should be on the team too going into the playoffs because I, I think that's really dependent on who you're facing. But the Dodgers are really, really lefty heavy. And the Giants are really lefty heavy. And so if you face so either that. if you face either of them, you probably want to have two lefties in the bullpen. That's my guess. Listen, I'm gonna list off on the Dodgers roster. Listen to the starter starters that are lefty. You ready? Yeah. Uh Adrian Gonzalez, Corey Seeger, Chase Utley, Jock Peterson. Josh Reddick. Oh, All of them are left. Way too many superstar names. <laughs> so you may have like five lefties in in the lineup. And the Giants, same thing. It's Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, yeah. Connor Gillespie, who probably won't start, Joe Panic, and uh Denard Spann. All lefties. Denard Spann. So I mean, you face you they're probably you know, going to face either the Dodgers or the Giants in the first round at this point. I mean, they're almost definitely going to do that at this point. Right. And so you're going to need that. I mean, that makes you say, well, Gio might have to start one of the games because he's really good against lefties, even if he's, you know, the fourth starter mm-hmm. or the fifth starter. Right. But um, you, you know, if you're facing the Giants or the Dodgers, you might take away any thoughts in your head of saying, well, well, maybe Joe Ross will be back and I'll have him as my fourth starter. Well, Joe Ross hasn't been great against lefties. So probably do start. um, You do start Gio at that point. But, uh, but a second left. It's like he's streaky this year. Like he's either going to be really dead on or he's got some real disasters this year. You know who did this? And I'm not saying they're similar pitchers in any way. But the last couple of years that LeVon Hernandez was on the team, he, he would just he would just have these games where he was like, you know, gave up like all time. well, he gave up like eight hits over over eight innings, but nobody scored a run and he didn't walk anybody. That's he right, didn't, I do kind of didn't strike that. out anybody. And then like other times he'd come in and he'd give up eight hits in like three innings and give up five runs in the first three innings. You're just like, what happened to the guy that I mean that's just what it reminds me of a little bit is that Levo was so like hit or miss at the end, like when he came back to the Nats. Right. But Gio, despite despite that, Gio has still been he's their best pitcher, best starter against lefties. Right. No, that's he great. has yeah. he has major major splits. Like righties kill him, and lefties don't. And so you look at somebody like Roark who doesn't really have big righty lefty splits, and you're like, well. I'd rather have Roark in against even a lefty-heavy lineup because he can get the righties and the lefties out. God, Roark's having such an incredible year again. Yeah, but you might not say that about... Actually, Roark and Strasburg both have practically no splits. Right. Scherzer does, but you're not going to be insane enough to be like, I'm not going to pitch Scherzer against your bunch. Of course you're going to pitch... You know what's also great to me? It's like when this seat before... At All-Star break, I'll say. I was like, wow, Steven Strasburg's... Doing the best as the best NAS pitcher right now, my number one in my opinion. But now, if you ask me, it, Max Scherzer is like dominant number one and is incredible. Yeah, I mean, from from really the last time we talked, 
Strasburg pitched a couple of bad games and then went on the DL. Right. Not not terrible for the most part, but not good. Um, and supposedly he's coming back and he's healthy. Um, but Scherzer really like inserted himself into the dominant. Cy Young conversation. Oh, so dominant. He had a complete game, right? That. Yeah, no, he's been great. He pitched uh, the last time he pitched. I think he struck out eleven and went eight innings or seven. Is he number one in strikeouts in the National League? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. He seriously is. It's the either guy him. Pitcher. It's either him or at any time. It's basically either him or or Fernandez. He, it's like he gets stronger as the season goes on, almost. I don't. And then the other guys we weren't on the team last week. Talking, Coda Glover now is there. Uh, and of course, our new closer, who apparently only likes to give up one and run since he's been on the team. Yeah, so that's the other thing I was <laughs> going to talk about. So, obviously, you know, we talked about Melanson already. We think he's great. Um, I'm looking right now at the strikeout uh, leader. The strikeout leaderboard. Is he one? Uh, 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 so. Yeah, Kershaw is not number one. Is Kershaw going to come back, though, in October? Supposedly. So oh, wow. Yeah, he is. He's got 238 strikeouts, wow. and Fernandez so has 219. So he's dominating it. Well, wait. Is Fernandez? He pitched yesterday, right? Or just the other day? Yeah, is Fernandez yesterday he pitched. Last night, yep. Yeah. So. so today, right? Yeah. Yes, we are talking on an off day. Yeah. I have to see. Fernandez might be pitching I didn't see if he's pitching tonight. So he, you know, if Fernandez pitched tonight, then um, then he's not really ahead by that much because those numbers wouldn't have caught up yet. Gotcha. Uh-oh. All right. So Melancon or Melancon? Come on, it's oh, is awesome. Um, he's great. Yeah, he's. I, I mean, I don't even have a bad thing to like, say about him. He gives up ground balls mostly. He he doesn't strike out a million guys, but he's got a ridiculous out pitch with that curve. Oh. Um, like just unhittable if they swing. That curve right uh, might be one of the best ones I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> yeah, so it looks good. Beautiful. It looks beautiful. Um, the uh, the thing that concerns me a little bit is sort of the the bridge to Melanson, right? I mean, you have. With the loss of – for this year only, forget about long-term. Losing Felipe Rivera to get to Melanson is good. Uh-huh. It's a good trade-off. Oh, easily. It's paid off 100% right now. I but the problem is you lost the, the most obvious bridge to Melanson. And so now you have to do a couple guys that have some issues. Glover has been pretty good, but he's been inconsistent, and he's given some runs the last couple times. I like Glover. I like who you told me last time we talked. Who's that? Sean Kelly. Well, Kelly, I think, is basically their setup man now. Right. I my, like it. My worry about Kelly is he's given up a few too many ridiculous Dingers. bombs. Yeah. Yeah. But he has a strikeout rate that's like 13K per – like he has a strikeout rate better than Araldis Chapman. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not being. So that's why I'm just, like fine with. I'm like I'm okay with him. Yeah, his K per nine is higher than Araldis Chapman's. So I mean, he's clearly a strikeout pitcher. He's clearly very good. But in a one-run game in the playoffs, like I do get scared that he's going to give up a dinger when his, you know, slider doesn't do that what it's true. supposed to. Um, and then Trinan has done well. Trinan walks too many guys, but. Wow. 
but even with that, he's been he's been pretty good. Yeah. Um. So I guess in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, there's also like, if you carry two lefties, like Zepchinski and then Solis or something like that, you can do a little bit more mixing and matching, right? right. You could put in, and uh, hopefully they'll do that, and and we don't have to worry about Trinan facing a lefty or, like Trinan's been very good against righties, and he's been good against lefties this year, but he's still Blake Trinan, so. I get scared, right. so so I don't know. I, um, I'm pretty pretty comfortable. Like I guess my feeling on this this bullpen is like it's a solid bullpen. I'm pretty comfortable right. with it, but it's still like it's not perfect. Not that anybody's is True. right. It's True. I guess I'm like it's not the Royals bullpen from a couple of years ago. Well, okay, nobody has that, but <laughs> it would it would be nice if we did. Right. But I, I think they the rebuilt bullpen has been addressed pretty well. They did some signings this offseason. They took some risks. Some of them did not work. Some of them did. Picking up Melanson and Zimchinski seemed to be good moves. So, I, you know, they've they've addressed what I think they could address. Right. I, could, I couldn't be happier with them. Like, I feel like this year more than last year, they made a concerted effort to address areas they felt they lacked. Unlike last season, I was like, "You guys, like, what are you doing here? Like, we're gonna go into the, and this is what we're going with for the rest of the yeah. season." I don't yeah. know. It just didn't feel right. This year felt like this is calculated. We just well, got yeah, at the, at the trade. We got at the trade at the trade deadline last year. They were either still in first place or just a game or two out. Right. And they got Poppelbon and nothing else. And it was like, everybody's hurt. You're you're banking on everybody rebounding immediately and coming back and being great, which did not happen. And obviously the Poppelbon move was didn't work out at all. I, you know, I did not like the move at the time, but I, I don't want to give him too much crap for it because. Right, he, he pitched well here. In normal circumstances, with I think with a normal manager, like if Dusty Baker was the manager, right. getting a closer and telling your current closer that we got a guy who's a uh, you know like one of the all-time great closers, you're going to have to be the setup man would have worked, <laughs> and it didn't work because they had Matt Williams as right. the manager. Thank you, Matt. So, so like the trade itself, while it wasn't my favorite move because I hated Papelbon as a person, right? Um, I actually like him better despite. The choking incident because of how much the team seemed to like him and how much he seemed to mentor some of the younger guys. Um, but you know, I don't think I'd be buddy buddy with him. But that's a different story. Um, but the move itself backfired fine. But that that one move was like okay, that's okay. But what else? What else could you do? What else did you do? And they didn't really do anything. And and this year maybe the difference is they didn't do much else this year, but. They were a lot healthier, and so it looks like they addressed their issues yeah, because I guess they did. That's true. That we did. Yeah, we were way healthier this season. Yeah. And and the other thing that happened this year is they had a huge hole in the lineup, and what they did was they were able to bring up Trey Turner to play center field. Right. And if they didn't have Turner, you wonder if they still would have if they would have skipped on addressing the outfield issue. True. And they would have just said, "Ah, Ben." So Ben Revere will recover because that's kind of what yeah, happened. You're last so year. true. If we didn't have Trey Turner doing what he's doing right now, we would be freaking out in the outfield. I feel like. Yeah, because it would be Ben Revere. Yeah. And yeah, Michael just, Taylor. Yeah, there would be those yeah. two competing. All right. Um, 
What about what about the rest of the league right now? Cole? Yeah, exactly. So I want to so, basically let's let's break it down by na- all right, National League. It's basically Well, let's let's start with this. We've already we've already kind of danced around it, but we both are like the Nats are up what? 8 games. 9 games, dude. 9 games. <laughs> it's over. So I you know, let's just say let's just leave it at barring an epic collapse. No, we say if the season ended today. Right, but barring an epic collapse, the Nats the Nats will win the division. Right. I mean like if they go five hundred, they'd have to lose. If they start losing more than five games right now, I'd be starting to freak out. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just they have to they have to do really bad. No, I like the way you've explained it once before about how like if we win series. That's all that really matters. Yeah, just win yeah. This, go win the Mets series. Right. You can so, drop a game, but win the series. So right now in the NL, so like you said, we'll we'll start with the NL. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cubs won that division, right? I mean, that's the over. Cubs. The Cubs. I don't. I mean, the Cub. The Nats can't catch the Cubs for best record. They right. just. I mean, the Cubs are incredible right now, right. which is great for us because usually teams well, the, that are this hot won't be hot later on. In my yeah, opinion. I mean, it's it's funny. The Cubs are so good. You go, how could they not be hot? How could they not right. be great all the time? But. They already spent a month this season with like a losing record over like a month, right? Well, remember get over remember when they remember they started like the first two months of the season as the best team ever? Yeah. They, and then and then they went like ten and twenty for thirty games or something and everybody went, What happened to the Cubs? So you could see them laying an egg in the playoffs. It could happen. Exactly. Doesn't mean it's going to, no. but and do you um, think they will get over hundred wins? Yeah, I think they probably I will. I think so. it probably will. I think they'll get 102, maybe 101, somewhere around and I, there. And I think the Nats will be, you know, close to 95, maybe. Really? I was thinking 90 for them. Yeah, no, I think the Nats are. I mean, I guess it depends on. on they still have a race. Right. They still have a race in. They are three or four games up on the Dodgers, and they want the home field advantage in the first round. Right. So they're not going to just mail it in. They want to win. So the West, though, do you think the Dodgers will outhold? It doesn't really matter because I feel like whichever team doesn't win the West is the wild card team, in my opinion. Yeah, I think um, if I remember correctly, whoever is the Giants are in second right now, right. but they're two, but they're top of wild card by two games. Right. So and so yeah, I think both of those teams will make it, but obviously you don't want to be the team that that has to play the one game series. Right. My feeling is the Dodgers should win it. I mean, the thing about the Dodgers is they've kind of been underperforming all year. Right. But they've been playing better lately. Yeah, that new kid last night I was watching. The Dodgers are going to be good. Uh, That's the team. See, I'm worried. Is Kershaw going to be back and healthy in a month? Yeah. I mean, obviously. That's a problem. Look, if you have to face Kershaw. You know it's going to be tough, but like it's going to be Kershaw versus Scherzer if exactly. that happens. How fun is that going to be? Oh, that's what I want. That's I want and, Washington. And if there's Dodgers. anybody that you think could win a one nothing game against Kershaw, it's Scherzer. Yeah, I would so, say Strasburg maybe. The only thing that worries me about the Dodgers and the Giants is Scherzer is not as good against lefties, so they're going to just fill that lineup with lefties. Well, this is also an even year, so that's why I fear the Giants. Here are the Giants. So the other teams that are in it are uh, St. Louis currently holds the other wild card spot. Right. And then you have the Mets. Uh, the Mets will be. Yeah, they're in it. 
The Mets are the next half? team. And yeah, they're currently they're a game and a half out. They're losing to the Marlins. Oh. Um right now. Who were Pittsburgh, sort of in it? Pittsburgh's two and a half out and, and Miami's three and a half out. Yeah. So um the Mets have been playing well for ten games a week. I mean, they basically <laughs> No, they they had a losing record for yeah. a couple of weeks up until well, basically when Suspendus came back. Um, and Suspendus has been good, but uh, you know, last year when they got him and they started playing like crazy, they their pitching staff was just lights out, and they're not the they're hurt, they're banged up, right? Mats is on the DL; he might not come back. Harvey out. Um, Syndergaard isn't as dominant as he was, and DeGrom is probably still dominant, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I could see them making it, but I I don't think it's good. I don't think they're going to make it. Yeah. And I if think they do, I don't know. Like, they don't have Daniel Murphy. That's true. They would have <laughs> never made it to the World Series without Daniel right. Murphy. Um, yeah, and so, then, like, I really I, think it's basically... Us figuring out the Cubs and the Dodgers in San Francisco. Yeah. Those are the so, only teams I feel so like. We both think San Francisco and the Dodgers will make it. Who's the other team that you think will make it? I mean, if I had to pick one more, I would say Pittsburgh. I'm just kind of leaning towards them, too. Yeah. that Just because they have enough young talent that they could get hot. Yeah. Yeah. And Pittsburgh, yeah, I don't know. It's going to... I have a feeling it's going to be one of the central teams, either yeah. Pittsburgh or St. Louis. I right. don't think the Mets or the, or the Marlins I mean, are going to they're, they're fighting basically for Walker because they're so far out of the division race. I mean. Oh, oh yeah. Do you want <laughs> the Cubs? Let me just, let me just I mean, explain. Ridiculous. So the Nats right now have a nine-game lead right. on the Mets who are about to lose. So it'll be a nine-and-a-half game lead. Right. The Cubs have a 15-game lead <laughs> on the Cardinals. That's so ridiculous. That's that could not happen. Like they'd have to be the worst team in baseball to lose that division. No, they, I mean it's like it's impossible. It's impossible. Um, I mean, what's almost, good for us they, though? They is almost believe, have clinched it. Like believe, their magic number has to be like oh, magic number. It's got to be soon. Yeah. Yeah. Their magic number has to be like there's probably 30 games left, and their magic number is probably like 15. Uh, one set I, I'm looking at right now that I really like is we have the best away record of all the teams. Really? Yeah. We that's good. St. Louis is right behind us. So yeah. The only other you know, that's, that reminds me. Somebody, people have been sort of – I've been watching people talking Twitter, and they're going, well, the, the Nats have a winning record against NL East teams, but then they're like 500 against teams outside of the NL East, and they're just below 500 against playoff teams, so they're worried. And – I don't know what you think about that, but my thoughts on it are like take the Cubs out of the equation, right? And and the AL East teams, which are really good, and they yeah. beat up on each other. All the other division leaders, all the other good teams, have really good records yeah. against their division, and they're like five hundred, give or take, what? maybe a game above, maybe against teams outside of the division. Right. I mean, that's what good teams do: is they beat up on the bad teams, and they're like right. Okay, against good teams. Yeah, uh, I agree with that 100%. I think if you were thinking a couple of weeks ago that the Nats are the best team in baseball, uh, you might be disappointed. But if you're thinking that they're like the third or fourth best team, yeah, and, 
or maybe fifth or sixth, then you're probably look. I, I think I think most teams that make the playoffs will have, you know, like a twelve to fifteen percent odds of winning the World Series when you when they do like all the math and right. stuff. Except the Cubs, that'll have like a twenty percent. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like everybody else, it's just it's just kind of like yeah. When you, I, I think I, it's people, so hard though because doesn't it feel like a whole like mini season, like a new fresh season sometimes? Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. you go, first of all, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to sit for like five days, right? And then they're going to play against the Dodgers probably. Yeah. And they're going to have to maybe face Kershaw. They're going to have to um, take, you know, three out of five games. So they don't even get seven. Right. Right. I mean, it's just like the the amount of luck that's involved is insane. But also, like, the amount of difference from a 162-game season is insane. Like, the the Nats are built to strike people out and strike out and hit home runs. Right. And play pretty good defense. They're a good defensive team. So that helps. But, like, in – in 162 games, that works out really well. Right. For the most part, unless like last year when everybody gets hurt. In a in a five game series, I mean, the pitching part should work out, but they're just the, they're not a team full of like 350 hitters, right? They're they're a team full of guys that that strike out a decent amount, but have really good power across the board. Right. And, and they can get when, hot one out of seven days in a week. <laughs> right. And when and when you're facing the best pitchers in all of baseball, right. that don't give up though. a lot of home runs. It it just makes it harder. So I mean, look, I want them to win the whole thing, but I'm realistic about the fact that this team has been built to win and there's they could make some tweaks here and there, but there's probably not much more they could do to make them that much better and yet they're still not built to be like this dominant machine so you just gotta hope they get hot like you said the yeah, last time we gotta be hot and they need just gotta hope Murphy. to get hot yeah well Daniel that's Murphy to just say I, this is how you do it and that's i will it. say if if murphy is murphy oh. and ramos is what he has been this wow. year and turner has been is what he has been this year then you start so, suddenly going well they they have the team that can string a bunch of hits together exactly. and then then throw on throw in worth at least getting on base even if he's Zimmerman not a high hitting. Well, Zimmerman hitting to me is like good luck. If that happens, it's oh, it's, it's over. You know, if, we, if that happens right. and he's in, but but if if Turner and and Murphy and Ramos just do what they've done all year and worth and Bryce goes off and then Bryce looks like he's back, then oh. it's a team that could score a bunch of runs. Right, that's the team I won in the playoffs. <laughs> right, that team I, mean, I saw I, a year ago. I, I just, I, I don't expect a lot from Espinoza. No, um, just play and, defense. That's what I want. Yeah, and I, I'm not expecting a lot from, um, from Zimmerman at this point. But I will. I, I've said this to you before. It was a year ago. He finished last year with like 160 games, 160 or 100 something. At bat run, right? Where he he had like a thousand OPS. Wow! Like he hit over three hundred. So it's a it's not a huge sample size, but it's like, 
you know, a quarter of a season. Right. The, and then he got hurt at the end of September, and he stopped. He didn't play like the last two or three weeks. But it's not ancient history that Zimmerman was awesome. Right. Exactly. It was it was twelve or thirteen months ago. Wow. And so, I'm not banking on it. But it's not outside the realm of possibility that Zimmerman gets hot and plays really well. I think I think if that happens, he could be the fuel to start a fire. Yeah, I mean, if Zimmerman's, I mean, you know, you know, Worth is going to take his walks and and not look terrible. Right. He's been really good lately too. I really you enjoyed ass- him. Did you, you assume last night? Uh, yes, he did. He first did. inning. That's right. You he assume loves any home runs there. <laughs> He he demolishes the the Phillies. Yeah, he's like a Philly killer. All right, so fi- to finish this off, though, let's go to the American League to who we will face, hopefully in the in the World Series. So, so I I am I am a believer that the AL East is better than people realize. Now I don't know how they it's played the best against division baseball. Yeah, I don't know how they played against those outside of baseball, but like the Yankees are the fourth place team, and they're sixty nine and sixty three. Right, like. They are the Yankees are the fourth place team and they have the same record as the Mets basically. Is every team except Tampa Bay have an over five hundred record? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Four teams. So, so I think whoever comes out of the AL East is probably the favorite. Um Cleveland looks really good. So good lately. That's who I think is gonna be. I think that's a team that could get hot and then Texas ugh. I I just don't buy it, but Neither they do, do have like they do have to win. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got I don't know. What do you think about the uh, wild card race there? I mean, I think it's really down between Red Sox, Detroit, and Baltimore. And I mean, I would yeah. love Houston, but I just don't see it. I'm I'm with you. I don't see the Yankees coming up. I don't see Houston coming up, and I don't see Kansas City making it. Right. Or Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. I think it will probably be Boston. Wow. And I think it will probably be Boston, Detroit. That's my sort of yeah. Feel. I could I could totally go with that. And well, then, I really think that Cleveland's the team this year. And then I think whoever wins that Boston or Detroit, I think they'll beat Texas. Yeah, I have no faith in that. That team, except that's a team that if that gets hot, they're going. The and then I have no idea if Toronto wins. I don't know who to. I don't. I think Cleveland could beat Toronto. Yeah, but Toronto is also like. Like Cleveland, they are just starting to play their best baseball, right. uh, which is what people need to be saying about the Nats, that they are starting to play their best baseball. Mm. Like maybe when the NLDS starts, they could say that about the Nats. That would be nice if they're playing their best baseball in October. So no Oriole love. <laughs> Look, I think the it's funny. The Orioles and the Red Sox are like, they both have like no starting pitching. Yeah. But at least the Red Sox have David Price. Right, that's true. But Maybe they always have. I mean, Bundy's not start. I mean, I don't even like. I don't even know. They lost that Chen guy who was great. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> you do you want me to tell you who like their their starters are? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, they have Gossman, and then they have like Ubaldo and Wade Miley and. Just, the Baldo just... Jimenez is on the Orioles. <laughs> yes, he is, and he is terrible. I remember yeah, how no, he threw that what a no hitter, right? And people freaked out. How great he well, was. He had like oh. the greatest half a season of any pitcher in. He's in terrible. Colorado history, yeah. 
Has he really had like one of the ha- best half season ever? What was up with that? He just he was that in that Daniel Murphy world, but he went back. Yeah, uh, yeah. He only did it for like half a season. I guess the Orioles' best pitcher has been like Chris Tillman, and he's been. God, that's terrible to say that. Yeah, I mean he's he's been pretty he'd be like decent. a number three on the Nats or four. Yeah, he'd be a number three on most teams. He <laughs> might be a number. He'd probably be a number four on the Nats. But I mean, that's their right. That's their flaw, right? Wait, and then, do they have Giovanni Gallardo? <laughs> they do. He's I been used awful. To love him. He's been awful. He's terrible. But the thing about the Orioles is, like, you would the Nats would love to have their offense. Yeah, the Nats would love to have that offense. That, so, that burst offense. That's what I love. So I mean. Yeah, they could outscore people and make it, but to me, like they, them and the Red Sox are, are very similar teams. The Red Sox just have David Price as their best pitcher right. instead of. So, yeah, I mean, Toronto or not Toronto, Detroit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess Detroit. Let's Detroit see. has a chance to get hot too, and well, isn't Verlander like? Revived, and he's amazing again. Yeah, apparently. But, yeah, they're, I mean, Jordan Zimmerman has not been great for them. No. But. But he hasn't been terrible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the wild, I guess the thing about the wild card teams in the, especially in the AL, is they're all pretty flawed. Right. But the, the Indians and the, and, Toronto, if Toronto can keep it up, look pretty. They look pretty well rounded, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the most well rounded teams are probably the Indians and the Nats. Um, gotta say the, the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs are better, but I don't know if they're as well rounded. You know what I mean? Like they're clearly they have a better hitting team than the Nats by a long shot. They pitch. Their starting pitching is probably better, or not better. It's it's probably kind of close, but I think the Nats have just had much better like relief, and so I don't know. I think the Nat the the Cubs just score so much that that uh, they look they look better. Right. Well, they are better. I shouldn't say they look yeah, better. They, they are better. But uh, I, I just get this feeling that the Nats are more well-rounded. But I think it's because basically, like, as much as we tout the the Nats starting rotation, like, the, the Cubs starting rotation has probably been as good, if not better. Right? Yeah. And so... Well, Jake Arrieta is... Right. And, and Lester... Hendricks has been awesome, and Hamill has been awesome. Yeah. So I think, like, one through five, the Cubs have a better starting rotation. Oh, than, I would than give that. this season, yes. But on paper, but, no. But their bullpen isn't as good. So if you're, if you're going, like, through everything that has done they've done this year, like, the Cubs might have the best starting rotation in the NL and the best pitching staff and, like, a middle-of-the-road bullpen. Right. But if you're going by numbers... Like, the Nats are top five in everything, right? right? Exactly. So, in terms of well-rounded, that that's, like, the distinction I'm trying to make. I'm not trying to say that, like, the Cubs are a better team. Yeah. But the Nats are probably better in, than the Cubs at a few things and not as worse. 
than them at pitching and hitting and everything else. So that that being said, I think the Cubs offense like it's just like one of those more high potential offenses where the Nats numbers are great on offense, but sometimes you watch them and you're like, How are they a top five offense? Yeah, right. Because they just feel like they can't score. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alright. We better get out of here so we don't run over the megabyte limit. <laughs> Sounds good, Cole. Um, look at that. We feel look at that. That was a good episode. Um, thank you all for listening and subscribing to us through iTunes. Remember you can search us as the Nationals Review. Um, you can also go to thenationalsreview.com where we have stories written by my co-host. At Calm, you're going to put pictures up of your Star Wars hat. Put pictures of the Star Wars. Remember the gear stores there. The famous, infamous National beer Park Beer Guide, which I brought with me on my phone and showed my sister, and then she brought me two yards. So, uh, What a disappointment. Anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you. See you at the park.